Welcome to Food with Mark Bittman. As always, you can reach out to us at food at markbittman.com with your questions, answers, criticisms, suggestions, comments, and so on. We will respond. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate us. Please consider subscribing also to our newsletter, The Bitman Project. And you can find that at bitmanproject.com or you can find everything that we do at markbitman.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include dynamic sky panorama glass roof, front row massaging seats, you know you want that, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, 
and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water, less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water, and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code Bittman, B-I-T-T-M-A-N. When Kate and I first saw Hannah Che's recent cookbook, we had the same reaction. We couldn't believe how beautiful it was, how interesting the recipe seemed. We couldn't wait to cook from it. It's called The Vegan Chinese Kitchen, Recipes and Modern Stories from a Thousand-Year-Old Kitchen. And it's exactly as it sounds, a completely wonderful collection of Chinese recipes with stories woven throughout and spectacular photography. Generally speaking, the history of Chinese vegetarian cooking is pretty complicated with roots in Taoism, the Shang Dynasty, Chinese folk religion, and of course, Buddhism. And that complexity continues today with, as we discuss with Hannah, the three types of Chinese vegetarian cooking. Hannah, who was born and raised in Detroit, but who lived in China for several years and attended cooking school there, much different from cooking school here in the U.S., knows more about this unique subject of Chinese vegetarian cooking than anyone I've talked to, and she's passionate about it too. Her, as I said before, her beautiful book reflects that, and I hope that after you listen to this, you'll check out the book and fall for it the way we did. Plus, what better time of year to talk about eating more vegetables? This is an interesting conversation, a fascinating topic. We have a recipe for you in the middle, and... um Hope you enjoy it. It's me, Kate, and Hannah Che. Your new book is called The Vegan Chinese Kitchen, and uh, as I said, I want to cook everything in it. So uh, we'd like to start with hearing a little about your journey. You decided to become a vegan when you were a junior in college. Your parents were confused. Um, they couldn't understand why you'd give up on seafood and pork dumplings and all the other food of your childhood. Well, let's start with that. What made you decide to become a vegan? So I basically, like the short story is I read a book. It was called Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran Foer. And after I read that book, I think my whole awareness of food broadened beyond like just what I was eating, like the ingredients on a plate. I learned about, first of all, factory farming, which I had no idea about just growing up. Like you, you just eat what your parents make you, you know, but in college, I think this might be shared by a lot of people, but you start to kind of question what you're eating. You start to question the sources of your food. And for me, just learning about the environmental factors that come into producing like animal products, that was just very convincing for me. And I think it started with that it was firstly just environmental reasons. I basically changed my diet like overnight and it's easy to do that in college because like you go to a buffet style, like cafeteria, you have all these options. You don't have to cook for yourself. And I really wasn't concerned about what like my parents ate or my family ate because I wasn't at home during that time. 
And so that initial decision was very easy. And I was like, great, there's so much to eat. And for me, even just like the health reasons became more motivating for me to continue as well, because I just felt better eating this way. But then I, as I write about in my book, when I went home for winter break, I realized that my food choices weren't just like a personal choice. It also encompassed like what, like community, you know, because eating in Chinese style, like it's all family style. You sit around table, you share these dishes. And we have a lot of traditions too that involve pork mostly. But then it's interesting. My parents, they've immigrated. They they came to the States about like, I think 30 years ago. So the way they cook has also just changed just because they're not living in China. But my mom, she she's always been just a very simple cook in that she just makes like Chinese home style dishes. And I realized that a lot of the food she made for us, maybe like 80 to 90% of it was vegan already because it was just centered around vegetables. And our meals would start with rice. It would always be, okay, we have rice going in the rice cooker. And then she would create like a variety of stir fries based on what vegetables we had in the fridge. There's a part in the book where you talk about your cooking teacher, you're one of your cooking school teachers. And you said that he taught you that when cooking with vegetables, as opposed to animals, you have to take an entirely different approach to thinking about flavor. And I kind of embarrassed to admit that, but I've never thought so much about that. He said that the flavor of meat grows over time, but after cooking vegetables past a certain point, the, their flavor quickly deteriorates. You need to know when to stop cooking. Mm. You, also, you also need to know about the innate flavor of each individual vegetable and how to coax it out. I just, for some reason, that was just mind-blowing for me. <laughs> it's completely obvious to most cooks, I'm sure, but was that something that was a new learning experience for you? Thinking of food and vegetables in that way was very different for me. And I think the reason I wanted to go to the school is also just because I was interested in the philosophy. And this school, they didn't advertise themselves as Buddhist, but majority of the staff was Buddhist. A lot of the students were. And I think their philosophy when it came to food was just it was just really about like celebrating the flavors and the traditions that existed in this Buddhist vegetarian cuisine. And for me, like just learning about it too was very eye-opening because I think even in China, like people obviously know that this entire cuisine exists and there are essentially three categories of vegetarian Chinese cooking. I'd say the first would be temple cooking. So this is where like the Buddhist tradition came from. And you have monks, basically, like you would go when I would visit Buddhist temple, you had two restaurants, essentially. So for this example, I would basically think of like Wenshu Monastery in Chengdu in Sichuan. You'd go there, the monks downstairs would have prepared like this for lunch. I'm, I'm saying you, you go there for lunch and then the monks would have prepared this entire spread of food that they would eat themselves. And they would often be very simple stir fries, very simple food using ordinary vegetables and tofu. And you could either participate in that or they would say, oh, we also have a restaurant upstairs. And I think historically this type of food would be prepared for benefactors and visitors to the temple. And so you would sit down and 
it was just like a beautiful setting and they would have all these dishes that for me really reminded me of like fine dining because it was so beautifully presented. The ingredients that they use would often be more expensive, medicinal mushrooms, and they'd have all these very elaborate um, dishes on the menu that were kind of reserved for the visitors to the temple or benefactors traditionally. And so that's like one category of this food. And then the second one would be palace cooking. I think this type of food tended to focus more on like mock meats. And that's where the tradition of mock meats came about because in these palace settings, you would have banquets and on the first and 15th of every lunar new year or every lunar month would be the times when people would eat vegetarian. And this is not just like people who like Buddhists or vegans or vegetarians. They didn't really have that back then. It would just be like this practice that you do every first and 15th of the month. And like the emperor would participate in it, in it as well, the royal family. And so they would have these elaborate banquets with entirely vegetarian ingredients. And they would make like roast goose and duck and like these very basically like mock meats. That's where mock meats originated in China. And so that's like a different, that's the second context, I'd say. And then the third one, which my book centers around is just home cooking. And I think for me, this is the most exciting category because China is so vast in its regional cuisines. And every single one of these regional cuisines has is centered basically around plants and grains because this is the type of food that was like the most econ- economical and like it's what people eat. Yeah, it's what people eat and meat, even like the availability of meat wasn't you couldn't get that much meat until like just the last 20, 30 years, even in China. And so this type of cooking, I think, is what happens in the homes of families. That's like the type of food that my mom makes. When I first started talking about veganism, I don't know, 20 years ago, whatever, people would be like, yeah, but that's weird. And I'd be like, listen, spaghetti with tomato sauce is vegan. So there's like all this food, whoever you are, there's already food in your life that's vegan. So it doesn't really mean all that much. But the funny thing is there was this sort of, there is kind of this difference between, let's say, not eating meat and eating meat substitutes. I mean, I can sort of understand your reticence around tofu and you know there's a lot of backlash around the around fake meats american style fake meats but the reason i'm saying all this is that when i was a kid i mean 50 60 years ago you'd go to chinese restaurants and there would always be a section that was mock meat there was always a foo section or you know Mm. what we now think of as seitan but there was always this like mock duck with this or mock pork with that or whatever and you'd order it now and then it'll be like huh stuff is kind of interesting and then you know you could buy it in a can i'm sure you still can buy gluten in a can and it was always like "Eh, stuff's not half bad you know it's sort of funny but you're so you're describing that as more of the buddhist strain of of chinese cooking this kind of elevated like it's fancy because it takes a lot of work it does take a lot of work to make seitan or gluten mm-hmm. and it's not so much the kind of thing that all, most home cooks they might buy it but they tend not to make it so i don't know i guess the question is 
what's mainstream Chinese vegetarian cooking these days? It is is it home cooking mostly? Is that where you think that the sort of heart of Chinese vegetarian vegan cooking lies? Actually, I think now in the contemporary food scene in China, there's been a surge of vegetarian slash vegan restaurants. And I think I kind of see it as like this type of cooking used to exist in temples and palaces, but now it's become commercial. And now it's entered into like the realm of like restaurants and chefs are making this type of food. And so I think like it still is happening in home kitchens. Like I think Chinese home cooking will always be centered around vegetables. Like that's just how it is. But the type of like vegan and vegetarian cooking that actually we learned at school too is really now found in these restaurants. You visit any major city or minor city in China and they're very modern style restaurants. And the type of food a lot of the times will be presented in more kind of like Western plating style. So you wouldn't really have like kind of family set. It would be more like, okay, we have like a course here and it's like a set meal you can order. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, folks. A word from our friends at Made In. Did you know that most of the dishes in Tom Colicchio's craft restaurant are made in made-in pots and pans? The braised short ribs? Made in, made in. The Rohan duck? Made in. Made in. The Heritage Pork Chop? You got it. Made in. Made in. Which isn't surprising. Made in has been supplying top chefs and restaurants with high-end cookware for years. For the simple reason that Made in makes exactly what demanding chefs are looking for. Their carbon steel cookware, for example, combines the best of cast iron and stainless steel, gets super hot, and is rugged enough for grills or an open flame. Best of all, Made In is sold online, so their professional-grade cookware is far more affordable than other IN brands. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes on menus all around the world have in common. They're Made In, Made In. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from the 18th until the 27th. Visit MadeInCookware.com. That's MadeInCookware.com. Thanks. Have you ever bought something, owned something that really inspired you to up your game? A tennis racket, a new pair of running shoes, a new piece of cooking equipment that made you just want to cook your brains out? I know that when I first started cooking on induction burners, I just couldn't stop. It was so much fun. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, 
you'll never go without. Some of the features that are available on this car include Dynamic Sky Panorama Glass Roof, Front Row Massaging Seats, you know you want that. Available 33-inch all-terrain tires, which you will want when you check out the multi-terrain select. These are really great features, the kind of features that will make you proud and happy to own a Lexus GX. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, folks. We have a new sponsor and an interesting one. We all take about 20,000 breaths a day, and Americans spend about 90% of our time indoors. That indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. And indoor air pollutants can cause respiratory symptoms like sneezing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So, what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code BITMAN. B-I-T-T-M-A-N, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to our listeners, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. That's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code BITMAN. We're all drinking more water these days, and we're all concerned that we're drinking safe, clean, unpolluted water. Yet, according to our friends at the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in the United States have harmful contaminants in their tap water. That's why it's worth checking out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. They remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, you know, those forever chemicals, in your water supply. PFAS, by the way, is found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. AquaTrue has water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. Their proprietary purification technology is independently tested to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAS, nitrates, and many, many others. The filters are affordable and long-lasting, and they do not need changing every two or three months like so many others. They last from six months to up to two years. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you won't be buying bottled water and it'll save the environment from tons of single-use plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and makes a great gift. Today, listeners to Food with Mark Bittman receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code Bittman at checkout. For 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier, go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code BITMAN, B-I-T-T-M-A-N.
This is a great recipe from Hannah, blanched spinach with sesame sauce. Very easy. And if you have tahini on hand, you can substitute that for the Chinese sesame paste that Hannah asks for, or you can make it. There's a recipe for it in the book. But you need one pound of fresh spinach, three teaspoons of vegetable oil divided, two tablespoons of Chinese sesame paste. As I said, you could substitute tahini or make it yourself. A teaspoon of rice vinegar, a teaspoon of soy sauce, two garlic cloves minced, a teaspoon of sugar, half a teaspoon each of kosher salt and sesame oil. And then for garnish, a couple of tablespoons of crushed peanuts or sesame seeds or toasted pine nuts and some thin sliced fresh red chili. So wash the spinach as well as you can. Make sure that there is no sand left and repeat until there isn't. Um, Drain it. Then bring a large pot of water to a boil. You can do this in the wok too. When uh, the water reaches a rolling boil, you want a lot of water here, like let's say three quarts, a gallon. Add a, a teaspoon and a half of the vegetable oil and half the spinach. Blanch it until it's bright green and tender. That's only half a minute or so. And then remove that from the water with a skimmer and spread it out in the colander to drain. And meanwhile, add the rest of the oil and the rest of the spinach and repeat the process. In a small bowl, you'll combine two tablespoons of sesame paste, a teaspoon of rice vinegar, a teaspoon of soy sauce, minced garlic, two cloves, um, a teaspoon of sugar, a half a teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of sesame oil. Add just enough water to thin that. You can use um, the hot cooking water from the pot uh, so that it's a pourable consistency. And when the spinach is cool enough to handle, press out the excess water until it's still moist but not sopping wet. Lay the pieces out on a cutting board and chop them two or three inch lengths. Then pile the spinach in a serving dish and then spoon the sesame mixture on top. Garnish with the crushed peanuts and the sliced red chili if you're using it and serve. Okay, you will enjoy that. I did. Can you... um tell us a few of your favorite recipes in the book. So one of my favorite dishes is the braised winter squash with fermented black beans. And I really love that dish because you're using preserved black beans, which is an ingredient you can buy at the Asian supermarket. It lasts forever in your fridge because it's like these dried preserved soybeans. And they're so savory. Like they're so packed with umami, but you just like take a tablespoon of the, of that. You kind of chop it up a little bit. You stir fry it with the aromatics like garlic and scallions at the beginning. And then you add the squash in and you're essentially, the term is min in Chinese. It's like smother braising it until it gets nice and like starchy and tender. And then you have the savoriness of this fermented black bean that pairs with the sweetness. And that's such a simple dish for me, but that's one of my favorites. I also really like the Napa cabbage and vermicelli salad. And that recipe was initially, it wasn't in the manuscript, but I was shooting all these recipes at my parents' house. And my mom decided one night to just make this dish because it's something that she likes to make. And it's essentially just taking a head of Napa cabbage thinly slivering it and tossing it with some salt and then squeezing out the water. But then it's a raw salad, which is actually quite rare, I think, in Chinese cooking, just like raw dishes. But it's more of like a northern style dish. Last question. We ask everybody this. What did you have for dinner last night? 
I am actually preparing a pop-up um, in Portland and I was testing a few recipes. So I basically ate the leftovers of what I was testing. I used Romanesco. I had purple cauliflower. I got these all from Farmer's Market last weekend. And I basically like oil blanched it, which is a, a way of saying like I basically fried it. But the Chinese term is like guoyo, like pass through oil. So I basically passed it through oil until it got like 70% cooked. Then I stir fried it with some citron chili bean paste. And the way I play, I'm plating these dishes, I made like these um, yucca and like taro root cakes. So that's kind of like the base of this dish. And so I, then I put the citron, like kind of dry pot stir fry on top with these cruciferous vegetables. So that's what I ate. I also had leftovers from the restaurant I'm working at. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Hannah. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. Thanks so much. This is such a joy to talk to you both. Well, of course, thank you to Hannah Che for joining us on today's podcast and for this totally wonderful book, The Vegan Chinese Kitchen, which is out now. Thanks to Kate for joining me and also for producing the show and to our engineer, Davis Lloyd. And thank you for listening. You can follow Hannah on Instagram at Hannah.che. That's Hannah with an H dot C-H-E. And on Twitter at Hannah B-C-H-E. H-A-N-N-A-H-B-C-H-E. As always, thanks for joining. Please subscribe to this and to our newsletter, The Bitten Project. And we will see you next week when we all have somebody amazing. Thanks again. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.